Here's a preview from this episode. So it's like the universe, and we took that as a very clear sign. We're going a little bit too quickly. Let's slow it down and remember that we're protected. There's angelic yeah. protection. There's ancestral protection. And that the, the blessing was that he just had a small fracture in his ankle. We remember that there is a bigger picture at play and that when we slow down, we can then manifest at a much greater level. Beautiful soul, have you ever wanted to speak to angels? Do you believe angels can support you in your daily life? If this is you, go to my website homepage, theangelmedium.com and sign up for my weekly angel message email. As a gift for signing up, I'm giving you access to free resources, including 31 healing meditations that, if you do daily, are going to help you hear your angels and your own intuition more clearly. Start using these today and you'll see changes in 31 days. Now, take a deep breath. Feel the presence of your angels as they fill you with love, joy, peace, bliss, and ease. And remember, your angels say the messages that resonate with you in today's episode are meant just for you. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And friends, we have a beautiful soul back today. Her name is Sarah Prout. She has a beautiful journal that she has just come out with. And Sarah, I love your energy so much. You are the manifesting queen. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Julie, for having me back. I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you because it's it's long overdue, isn't it? Like <laughs> you're it always is- in my awareness. I always think, oh, I wonder what Julie's doing. And, and so now we get to connect. Yes. No, I love following you and the girls and the family over on Insta. Are you at Sarah Prout or what are yes. you? Okay. I'm at okay. Sarah Prout. Yeah. I don't always like look at the handles as I'm scrolling. <laughs> yeah. But is the journal associated with the Dear Universe book? It is. So with the success of the Dear Universe book, which has sold over 100,000 copies, and it's been translated into over 10 languages now, which it always blows my mind. I'm so incredibly grateful. And we thought, well, what's the next steps when it comes to connecting with the universe and deepening our levels of emotional empowerment? And so we thought, why not create a daily manifestation system so that people can really have that tool that helps them to guide their energy and set their number one intention for the day and have that sacred space to practice gratitude. So that's what the journal was really, why it was created. And it was so fun to create, Julie, because we really left no stone unturned. We bought, I think, over like $4,000 worth of different journals and we studied the best of every single element and put like so much love and care and attention into every single detail. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, and you really are like the manifestation queen. And I've got so many questions for you because spirit has really been leading my consciousness, I would say, to a new level of mm-hmm. depth. Mm-hmm. And what they keep showing me Because there are certain parallels when you work with just thousands of people and you have thousands of people every week emailing in, there are so many folks who are asking the same questions or telling the same stories through Mm -hmm. a different lens. 
And one of the biggest stories that I see come in and question is it goes something like this, like, Hey, Julie, you know, I love your podcast. Here's where I'm at in life. I really want to know what my purpose is. I have been praying for a decade or 20 years or two weeks, and I just don't feel like I'm hearing anything back. And what spirit has been showing me is that we do get things back through our visual imagery within our mind, our intuitive imagination, but it's not always in the same method that they want to hear it. And it's not always what they want to see because oftentimes it's a greater, a greater vision or potential of themselves than they believe themselves to be capable of. And so it happens so fast. Like this entire process with my clients that I've just described can happen in literally four seconds where they mm-hmm. pray, I want to know what my purpose is. They get a vision. No, that's not what I want. I can't do that. It's too big. I'm not worthy, whatever the the thing might be. And they shut down. My question is, is purpose really our choice? Oh, that is a big question, Julie. Wow. I believe very strongly in signature energy patterns that we all hold as sacred contracts before we're born. That from a law of attraction perspective, we know that the like energy attracts like energy. So it's all in alignment with what serves the greater good and the highest purpose. So I think that there are so many different schools of thought when it comes to manifestation. There's a lot of mind-based practices out there. And one thing, especially with my work that I'm so devoted to is reminding people that there is a higher power at play. There is that divine intelligence that loves us unconditionally, that wants the very best for us. And I believe it all boils down to what is meant for us will manifest. Yeah. So yes, we can guide our energy. We can change the fabric of destiny if we really desire that. But ultimately, it's God's plan. It's the divine plan of what's unfolding. And our job as human beings is to trust in that unfolding. And so when you say your clients are on the brink of self-sabotage, you know, they, they get that glimpse of the vision and they're like, oh, no, that's too big for me. Oh, I'm yeah. not ready or I'm not enough. And they shrink. Yeah. What they need to do is lean into the expansion of that consciousness because that is what the divine is calling them to facilitate so that the divine, the universe can expand through them. Yeah. Well, and what I've seen to your point just now is that When you don't expand with that consciousness of the universe, what you truly desire within your heart and the way in which your soul wants to grow and know itself here through that experience doesn't change. Like maybe the modality changes a little bit, but Mm -hmm. what it is that you're truly desiring in that experience or that purpose for you Mm -hmm. is not going to change drastically over the course of your lifetime until you go do the thing. Right. And then we all realize we have the same purpose anyway, which is to seek as much joy as possible, to live and have fun rather than getting, you know, bogged down by the things that happen to human beings, the good, the not so good and embracing it all. Yeah. And seeing it as part of the bigger picture. So I I love that, Julie. This is why I love talking to you. (laughs) We speak the same language. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, and can you talk to a little bit 
you've been manifesting for a long time now. And as somebody who's been around this for decades too, what I've noticed in hindsight is that at first, when you're manifesting, it feels like a slower process, like things are happening, unfolding more slowly. But then once you see that you almost have this magic wand within your hand mm-hmm. and you believe like you believe like you believe that what is calling to you is possible through all that is, you just start running and dancing with the universe and you don't even hesitate. You don't, it's not that you don't have fear. You're like, well, maybe it happens. Maybe it won't. There's not a little bit of surrender and acceptance in there, but you go like, if this is calling to me, I'm just going to freaking run with it. Like I, I was hemming and hawing on this chapter that I'm writing for the new book yesterday. And I went out to the mailbox, got the mail, took a little break. And this one term that I had never seen before as I was doing research that showed up in my writing, I go outside, I get Psychology Today magazine that came in the mail. And the term was in there. There was a whole article about it. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) sign, you know, just keep going. How did you go from those moments where it feels slower to having the confidence to run? That's a powerful question. It comes back to understanding that our life unfolds in seasons and chapters. So we need to remember that not every season is going to be a fast season. It could be a slow season. I mean, look at the way that nature operates, especially in the wintertime. The leaves are up the trees, the ground's frozen, but magic happens beneath that surface. And so when we can learn to trust that stillness rather than getting agitated, it really has a powerful impact on the levels of trust that we're showing the universe that we're ready to receive. For instance, like social media, it's instant gratification. Even knowing that, you know, you want something, you want ice cream, right? You can get it on your doorstep probably within 20 minutes if you have one of those apps (laughs) and someone can go and get it. So, I mean, my grandmother was born in 1913 and she died, like, I think it was 23 years ago now. And if I could explain to her the fact I could have ice cream here within 20 minutes, she would be blown away. Like that is almost like instant manifestation. So just imagine for a moment what it's going to be like another 25 years from now in terms of closing that gap between intention to manifestation, because the speed and frequency of energy is accelerating, but yet the magic of manifestation is slowing down. So how do we hold that beauty of the stillness? And trusting like the momentum's not happening right now, but just because I can't see it happening doesn't mean that it's not behind the scenes. So let's go into that a little deeper because I totally get what you're saying. Like in this year, 2023, my grandma passed away and it kind of created like a cascade of events where Mm -hmm. I wanted to be in that manifestation phase. I wanted to be working on the book, but spirit was like, just slow down, just wait. It'll be here come August. And so I listened to that and it allowed me to find peace in that rest period. And now I'm in just the thick of writing the book and you feeling all these downloads and you know you're going to be in this energy for a while, which is really fun. What did you mean exactly by like the slowing down and the speeding up? Like, was it that piece or go deeper into that? It's about bringing intention to how you do things. Because as busy people, women, men, parents, all sorts of different caretakers, no matter what your role is in life, there's almost like this badge 
of busyness. Like I'm busy. And, you know, like thinking that you're doing something, needing to appear to be busy when actually slowing down helps to accelerate the manifestation process. Yeah. So it is about activating the art of surrender. And then another piece of that is that the universe will show you if you are going too fast by putting things in your way to show you a lesson, right? So we moved from Florida earlier in the year back to Vegas for a little while. We put all of our stuff in storage and we were rushing around being really busy. And my husband thought he'd take a couple of boxes down the stairs, this big trolley, heavy boxes. They had Tupperware and uh, it was Tupperware boxes. I'd pack them myself had Buddha statues, angel sculptures and angel wings and special heirlooms from our grandparents and our wedding candles. And he thought, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it quickly. And I was drying my hair or something and I heard this massive crash down the stairs and he was laying at the bottom of the stairs. He oh, no. fell or leapt eight feet, landed on his ankle. All this stuff was smashed. But what wasn't smashed were the angel wings <laughs> <laughs> and the two heirlooms from both sides of our family some some a piece from my grandmother a piece from his grandmother side by side on the bottom of the stairs that wow. were in two separate boxes had that stuff fallen on him he would have been killed wow so it's like the the universe and we took that as a very clear sign we're going a little bit too quickly let's slow it down and remember that we're protected there's angelic yeah. protection there's ancestral protection and that the blessing was that he just had a, a small fracture in his ankle. Yeah. And then we remember that there is a bigger picture at play. And that when we slow down, we can then manifest at a much greater level. Did you know I give away a new free reading each month to a listener who leaves a five-star rating of this show on Apple Podcasts or Amazon? After you leave five stars, go over to the Contact Me page on my website, theangelmedium.com. Fill out the Contact Me form, letting us know that you gave five stars. That way, we can contact you when you win. The more five stars you leave, the more chances you have to win. And your name always stays in until you do. Don't forget to stay subscribed to our emails so that you know when you've won your free session with me. Sending you so much love and gratitude for your support on this. Thank you. Now let's dive back into the show. Oh, I'm so glad that he's okay. And it was just his brain. Oh, that's so scary. But you're yeah. right. You're so protected. And, and that's just such a beautiful angel story. I was in a session a couple weeks ago and spirit showed me something that I had never seen before where they almost took in my mind's eye this three foot ruler. And they said, some people come into this lifetime, some souls in order to achieve everything just in this one clip, this one lifetime. Mm -hmm. But then they took this three foot roller and they chopped it up into thirds. And they said, some people come in to achieve what they're here to do within three lifetimes because they do want to bring in more rest, more enjoyment of their friends, their family, just life in general. Some people chop it up into five lifetimes, 10 lifetimes. And so they said, we're all looking at one another, comparing ourselves to one another. 
But what we don't see is the way in which our soul wanted to experience this life is different. Maybe it's everything in one lifetime. Maybe it's in a three lifetimes. Maybe it's in five or 10. Have you seen this at all? And what do you think about this? Oh, this is a big question too. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, I know. Do not apologize. I love this. This is my wheelhouse. I love Yay. it. So I, I mean, there, there are so many different schools of thought around this and it depends how metaphysical you want to get. So there are theories of the multiverse so that there are different versions of the same soul of us playing out on different planes of reality. So just because you might be super busy in one level of reality, there might be another version of you that's just taking it easy, but you're still getting the holistic nature of the soul contract. So that's one mm-hmm. thing. In terms of the, the lifetimes, just like what is meant for you will manifest, it's the same thing with your lifetime. What is meant for you will manifest. The big picture, the purpose of your soul being here And then the reminder, and this is really important, that we're all part of the same fabric of oneness. We are all here as representatives of the divine to facilitate the expansion. And some people have to do some heavy lifting to to facilitate that expansion. They have to go through the, the pain, the trials, the tribulations. And then there's other people that just seem to have it so easy. They don't think about things. And I love that. I'm I'm so often envious of those people. They don't question anything. They're just here for the ride. You know, they're not not interested in the mystical side of things. They don't care about what happens after we pass over. They're not thinking about politics or the future or the environment. They're just present. I'm kind of fascinated by that because there's a friend of mine that I just went to see in Australia recently. Her name is Joy and she's not, she'll be 90 in January and she is beautiful. Like she's so strong and vibrant. She has purple hair. And she has the the most beautiful smile and strong physiology for somebody of her age or compared to other people in that generation. And her secret is that she has let go of the stories of the past. So she just keeps herself present. And in that awareness of presence, slowing down, trusting that whatever comes into her reality she can handle is the secret to her longevity. So I'm going to like rip a page out of Joy's book and go, you know what? I'd love to do that too. (laughs) Well, that solves just a ton right there, because if you let go of all of the stories of the past, your successes, but even more so your failures, Mm -hmm. then you really are this blank slate in the moment, every moment. And then what is calling to you right here, right now, you can work towards from that place. Yeah. So with the going back to your analogy with the ruler. It's really just trusting that the rule is doing its job. Yeah. (laughs) And and then just like, okay, that's cool. Now it's a magic wand. (laughs) That's amazing. It is. It really is a magic wand. You know, when it comes to, for folks who just feel like, okay, it's never going to happen, you know, and they Mm -hmm. keep putting that in there, you do see it become this magic wand after you continue running with the callings of your heart it seems to be though that action intuitive action is a huge key because I did this uh thing for the book where I went back and I looked at everything that I've really wanted in my lifetime 
And what I noticed was that when I had like this calling of my heart or this heart's desire, this passion, and I took action on it, I always achieved it in divine time, whatever it was. But it was the things and still to this day that were calling to my heart that I did not take action on that didn't manifest. It's alignment. It's trusting. You may not have wanted it. Mm-hmm. And so there's this beautiful editing and curation system that tends to happen that some things get put on the back burner, right? <laughs> and then they yeah. come to the foreground when you least expect it. And you're right, there is, with self-sabotage, very closely associated with that is the ignoring of intuition mm-hmm. and the insight that comes through of the, I had a dream, but does it really mean that this is a sign that I'm headed in the right direction? Yeah. That That's the question I get all the time. Sarah, am I going, am I on the right path? Am I headed in the right direction? What I love to remind people is that there is no wrong path. There's yeah. just the path, right? And so make about what you will and then not making it so big. I think that so often we compare our journey to somebody else's that might be further along, that might have put in more training or education or even time, care or consideration. And so when we remember that we are on our own unique journey, our own timeline, then there's no rush. It's going to come to you if it's meant to. That's so beautiful. And it does. Yeah. Yeah. And I found that time and time again. And sometimes the things that I thought that I wanted haven't manifested. Mm -hmm. And there's been a really... Okay. So the launch week, and it was back in 2019, I launched the Dear Universe book. And we worked so hard. We had a launch team. We sold thousands. I think we sold six and a half thousand copies the first week. And you only need, I think, between four and 6,000 to make the New York Times list, right? Yeah. And that's, that was my dream. I wanted to be a New York Times bestselling author because that opens a lot of doors for you. And so that day came, you know, the books are on the shelves and I was watching my phone, you know, waiting for my agent to call me. Will it, won't it make the Times list? You know, we, we picked a, a date that wasn't competitive with other authors in the same industry. So we were in with a chance that it didn't happen. Oh. And so there's that energy of disappointment. So leading up is the uncertainty, the excitement, you know, like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where he's down to his last chocolate bar where, you know, thinks, will I get the golden ticket? And so that that was really my feeling of will I make this and will I, does this mean that I'm not good at what I do or the book isn't enough mm-hmm. and that it won't serve people just because I don't get this accolade that I placed so much importance on and I didn't make the list. With that, though, came the beautiful lesson and peeling back the curtain that it's not everything that it's cracked up to be anyway. To me, I did everything that I could to do that, but I wasn't seeing the true gift that was there. And so does it mean that I wouldn't say, yes, please, if they said, yes, you're a New York Times bestselling author? I'd love to. I'd, of course, I welcome and celebrate all of those accolades. Like, that'd be really fun. But is it something that my worthiness is hinged on? No. Because I've been through that dismantling experience of that pedestal and realizing that that wasn't meant for me. And I I do believe that I've sold more books as a result of trusting that it's getting to the right people at the right time. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. And let's kind of take this because there's a lot of people who want to write books or think that they want to write books out there. Let's just take this and kind of make it transparent because there are different things that you do learn once you get into this business mm-hmm. that that you're not aware of right away. And it really is kind of this shock and awe moment once you learn. It's like, I remember when I did my very first book for Wiley back in 2010, it was called The Power of Influence. They gave me a check for $5,000 and I worked for the whole year 
Now, I could have worked at somewhere like a fast food restaurant and made more money. Yeah. Right. So it's really not about the money as it is the experience, which is which yeah. is most things, right? So you want to make sure that you are integrity driven. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know your audience, Julie. You've got you've got all these beautiful people that have a story to share that's going to illuminate the world. Many of my clients have been down this path as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I I had heard that at some point that like some people have to pay their advance back if it doesn't sell as many copies as they want it to. And we're not saying here that like to discourage anybody from writing. Instead, we're trying to encourage you because just like Sarah's saying, my first couple of books probably will take a loss, you know, because of the amount of work that you put in to doing them. And I've also heard along the way, a lot of authors say that you have to kind of get a couple books under your belt before you really feel like a seasoned author and you understand like the flow and the writing process and you really become a better author along the way. Although those same authors who say that are always like, but my first books, you know, have more in them than anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, you see, I just cringe at like my, the book that I referenced in 2010. Dear Universe, I'm very proud of. Absolutely. But now like when I I did a book in uh, that was released last year called Be the Love. Yeah. And that I got a six-figure advance for that. So similar trajectory, still had to work really hard and it didn't do as well. Yeah. And it's coming out in paperback in October this year. So it's got a new cover and a new subtitle. So we're testing that. And I thought like I put my heart, my soul into this book. I bared everything. But now I'm a different person. And so as personal development teachers, we're changing all the time. Like you said, Julie, you're receiving different messages from spirit that you probably weren't receiving five years ago, maybe even five minutes ago, right? (laughs) So it's like, what opportunity do we have to be transformational authors with the understanding that our books, anything that we create is a living document of energy. Yeah. It's a living document of energy that's transforming all the time. And that you can bring your your readers and your audience along for that journey. Whereas the book publisher, they're still like selling books that were published 20 years ago as if it was published yesterday. Mm-hmm. So they have a different energetic signature that you can't necessarily work with, if that makes sense. So it's more rigid. <laughs> totally, totally. But what's so fascinating is that spirit keeps bringing through this message, and they have been for a couple of years now, that when it comes to all creatives, whether it's television shows or healers or whatever it might be that that's a creative force, that if you do have those books 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, to your point before, where we're accelerating at this hugely wild pace, even some books two years ago or three years ago that we're reading now aren't keeping up with the times. And so they've really been sending out this message in my session for the last couple of years that if you're being called to kind of reinvent something or bring through the message, but bring it through in a modern way, spirit is saying, please, please, please do this because people are more likely to buy that newer book, right? Than that Mm -hmm. 10-year-old version book. Well, you wouldn't buy a computer and install yeah. the software from like 2015. <laughs> 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 well, you might, I don't know. But <laughs> you, you wouldn't. But then, then let's speak into the timeless classics though, because there are definitely pieces of wisdom that stand that test of time. 
And so for me, looking at my two pieces that I'm the most proud of, Dear Universe, which is more of like a gifty, everyday inspirational resource versus Be the Love, which was more autobiographical, I can see how it does feel like it's more of an archival piece, something that I can put down and move away from and then work on the next 40 years of my life and then, you know, work on another batch. (laughs) So uh, I think it depends on what style of book it is. If it's meant to, uh, this is is interesting, this is coming through something I need to share. So one of my hobbies is to read the reviews on Amazon and you have to develop a thick skin for some of the things that come through, especially when you're bearing your soul. And it's a very, to me anyway, a sacred spiritual practice to not take things personally, which has taken a lot of time, but I get, I've got there. And there was this one where it's like personal development books that more autobiographical need to come with a label. <laughs> and it's like, I don't really want to know about this person's life. I should have been given the heads up. And I agreed with the person. They gave it three stars, which was fine. Um, and I thought, you know what, that's actually not a bad idea so that you know what you're reading. Because I think a lot of us as spiritual teachers think that sharing every single detail and minute corner of our life is going to help somebody else rather than keeping it high level and non-personal. So we do have this almost like a fork in the path of how we can educate and inspire and uplift people. Yes. But it's interesting, you know, to that point, and I totally see what you mean with the reviews, because I've been one of the things as you do a book proposal, they're like, read all of the reviews of books similar to yours, because you'll find the holes of what people are really looking for and what people like and don't like. But it's almost as if publishers want authors to write in this format of a chapter is opening with some spiritual information, then a story about yourself like that incorporates the teaching and then more about the teaching and then a client story and then wrap it up and segue to the next chapter, which I get, but you're right. You could just dive into the teaching. Like the entire book could just be the teaching. Yeah. And this is just speaking for me. I get sick of myself. (laughs) I get sick of going over the same stuff because it, like I said, with my friend Joy, that's 90, you know, when I doing the the press circuit or whatever, and I have to talk about the same story over and over and over and over again, from a manifestation perspective, if I'm speaking, and you know, what's been really nice throughout this interview, you know, my, my story of being in a violent relationship for 10 years, I don't even identify as that being anymore. Yeah. Yet that's encapsulated in all of the books. As a version of me that people are thinking that, oh, you poor dear, you know, you're just coming out the other side of an abusive relationship, which I was in nearly 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is our opportunity to lead with that light and keep people at that energy if that's the intention. However, there's so much value though of sharing your own personal story yeah. and having that experience of having that autobiographical piece out there. It's It's important and it's a powerful rite of passage. Well, and I do think that there is something with those stories that describes the teaching and how you want people to interpret it and receive it and actually implement it into their lives that a teaching alone can't physically do. Yes, it is experience that that highlights that. And this is where I'm super curious in my own work now to make it less about me and more how I could paint that picture instructionally without maybe it's fiction. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but that, like we live in this world of creative and infinite possibilities. 
how is it best going to illustrate the lesson to the people that need to hear it right now? No, that's interesting. I've seen that a little bit in my work. And I think it's not just the clients that we've seen have success with our teachings as well, but also I could see friendships, right? Like there's so many different people who are teaching in different ways and incorporating those into the book as well can be so beautiful so that people see other modalities of how to get to the same place. Yeah. And at the same time, they're holding the awareness that we can't tell stories that are not ours to tell, which is really tricky when it involves other people. So, you know, going through the healing journey with my ex-husband has been really fascinating because I didn't realize completely oblivious to the fact if I'm going to have a video that's viewed 80 million times that documents my path of survival from abuse that that's just half of the story, that my ex-husband didn't have his chance, uh, God forbid that he would, but to tell his version of the story as well. So I had to go through that entire healing path of cleaning up my communication as an author, as a spiritual teacher, to make sure that it's not having any energetic ripples. And I know that there's so many people out there that do get divorced or they have, you know, battles with another human being and they feel like, I just want to document it and this is an inspiring story. But yet my, my kids... I'm sure they wouldn't mind me saying this. They've actually struggled because of me being so public with the abuse that I went through. So it takes it back to that self-responsibility piece. (laughs) Like you can clean it. You can clean anything up if you've got the willingness and the bravery to do it. A hundred percent. And I think that's another place where people just struggle with manifestation in general is this belief innately that we have to be perfect beings from the get-go and not realizing that part of the manifestation journey is allowing yourself to deepen and grow and evolve. And it's not an up-leveling, it's really this deepening process of coming into your soul on another level. And it requires constant presence and awareness and conscious effort. I've been working with that in my book as well. And I actually have had a couple of counseling sessions where I've just read some of the chapters and pieces to the counselor. And I think that what you said is is not just from a perspective of being an author, but just a human being, that Mm -hmm. when we speak in life in general, we're always speaking from our perspective, but there is another perspective out there. And I've noticed that this process for me of kind of going through some parts of the book with uh, my counselor that I'm shifting my language in everyday conversations because I'm making space in my conversations for those other perspectives. I love that. And there has never been a more important time than now to do that yeah. because it is. we do live in such a polarized society where, you know, people, you pick a side, right? <laughs> But the middle path is the spiritual way of doing things where we allow that space, right, wrong, good, bad. And, and that's what I love to keep us in the light, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I have another manifestation question for you. And this is something that I've noticed along like the last couple of decades. There are times where I'm very, very visionary and I see exactly where spirit wants me to go. And then I know my job is to kind of reverse engineer it, but I'll see a lot all at once. I'll see my health goals, my relationship goals, my business goals, and maybe there's 10 or 12 goals there. It's hard to go after all of them 
all at the same time. I'm wondering about your practice for you specifically within your life. Do you tend to take it like, okay, I'm going to take these two things or these three things and I'm going to work on this? Or do you just go after all 12 at the same time? I just go after it all. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, come on, Sarah, slow down. And that's why I crash a lot of the time. Yeah. It's it's really interesting to, I'm like high energy, high energy, got to get it all done because I'm inspired and I'm excited. So it's not like hustle just for the sake of being busy. It's like, I no. love what I do. I want to get as much of this out there as possible, but I, and I wish I could clone myself, you know, like I want to write a book and I want to do this. So the best thing to do though, is to realize that, especially as women, we have different phases of the month where we're more inspired, less inspired, need to incubate, need to hide, need to be more introverted. And so we need to honor those cycles rather than pushing it through. Because sometimes, like, especially at, like towards my cycle, I'm like, I'm not interested in fitness or anything like that. I just want to sit down and eat a bag of chips. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you know what? I love me. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the most spiritual and self loving thing that I can do in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no guilt or shame around it because I, I think that you get to a certain point where it's like, don't do things that you don't enjoy doing. Mm-hmm but know that they're going to contribute to you in the most beautiful ways if you do invest in that time. Mm -hmm. So this morning, for instance, spiritual practice, thinking I've got to get all this stuff done. We're working on new sales pages for the journal. We're doing all of this amazing stuff. And I started having a little bit of a panic attack. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do work the tools. So I did some yoga, snipped some essential oils, (laughs) you know, made myself a piece of honey on toast. The things that ground us, to keep focused on this is all part of the adventure and the journey. And I might not get it all done, but I'm going to try and have the best day I possibly can. That's beautiful. I love that. And to get it all done, you've got this beautiful journal where you have researched tremendously to put it together and make it the best process for people to walk through. I'm wondering if you can share with people where they can find you, where they can find this this journal. So uh, my website is sarahprout.com. And most of the time on social, I spend on Instagram. So that's at Sarah Prout. And the journal you can get from DearUniverse.com. Amazing, amazing, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Julie. It's always a pleasure to chat to you. (laughs) Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. 
That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at angelpodcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? and open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you.